Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The following program is brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio. Begin to be poured out upon all men. This is there. Spoken by the prophet Joel. This is there. Spoken by the prophet Joel. Then lastly, that pour out my spirit. Say, Lord. Tell It Like It Is radio show coming to you live this July 11th, 2021. Good to be with you tonight. We are excited about the broadcast, excited about what God's doing right here in Dickinson, North Dakota at the New Life Pentecostal Church. 
excited for uh, all the visitors we had in church today, new visitors again. Always exciting to see that. We had 63 regulars missing from church today. And that was um, because of our, mainly because of our church camp. We have our yearly church camp going on north of Harvey. Our, the United Pentecostal Church here in Dickin, or in North Dakota has a beautiful campground that we utilize several times a year during the summer. A men's retreat, a youth camp a family camp, and then a couple's retreat. So we have several things that we use that campground for. It's been a huge blessing to me and to my family and to our church. And I am so excited that there are so many people from our church that are going to that camp this year. I don't know if it's like a 100 people. I don't even know, but I'm excited about it. And uh, I, two of my children received the Holy Ghost at that camp. Some of my grandchildren have received the Holy Ghost at that camp. And uh, just a great, great time. And, and if you're new, of course, if you're listening tonight, you could be listening on to the local, the local AM station here, or you could be listening online or on Holy Ghost Radio. Uh, if you don't know what a church camp is, it's not like we're going camping, like we're going fishing, but a church camp is um, where people come in campers and tents and dorms, and we come together basically to um, spend a week seeking after God, hearing good preaching good worship, uh, times of fellowship, visiting with our friends across the state and from other places. That's what a church camp is, and it's just a great, great time. I do know that God honors it. When people take a a week out of their uh, busy time to just dedicate that week to seeking after God and to also being a blessing to others, God shows up, and he does in a mighty way at that camp. So I'm excited to go. My wife and I will be leaving tomorrow morning. Uh, we stay around after church on Sunday, basically, to do the radio show, and and then we head out on Monday mornings. And it, the camp goes Monday through um, Friday. So anyway, uh, so many, many people tonight are at that camp, and many people were were not at our church that were at the camp today, but I'm, I'm excited that uh, they're there. If you're just tuning in, this is Pastor Bob Simons. I pastor the New Life Pentecostal Church here in Dickinson, North Dakota. And the address for that church is 501 Elks Drive, beautiful building right on the interstate, right on Interstate 94. And um, just love to have you come and visit us. We had, like I say, several new visitors again there this morning. Uh, We had the Sattler family there. That was a special blessing. The Sattlers are a family that goes to our church that were in a severe, severe accident about two months ago. And, um, I mean, it was just an incredibly... um, a severe accident, and um, they were all hurt. Uh, Dwayne, the dad, was hurt, and they didn't give him much hope to live. In fact, uh, they told us that first day in the hospital, the first few hours in the hospital, they told us that if he lives, he'll be paralyzed, his hands or his arms, his legs, if he lives. He had broke his hangman's vertebrae in his neck, amongst many other things. Well, he was there in church this morning, and he waved his hands, and and his legs were working just fine. He's still a little laid up, but uh, what a what an awesome miracle to see Dwayne uh, this morning in church. He and his wife Kim and their son Sean. Uh, just a testimony it was pretty neat too. A pretty neat story. They honored a a girl here in Dickinson named Annika, who a seventeen year old girl was driving by that accident, saw Dwayne out there in the ditch. You know, he'd been ejected from the vehicle. 
and she came up and started administering a CPR to him and was certainly part of this saving of his life. And uh, yesterday, Saturday, there was a big deal in Dickinson where we honored her, and there were highway patrol and sheriffs and congressmen, and uh, she even got a scholarship to BSC out of the deal and so uh, for nursing. So I was really happy about that, too. Well, anyway, uh, you uh, are listening to a live program tonight, and I'm excited to do the program. I've got just one, two verses of Scripture. We're going to kind of hang out there, although I'll probably bring other verses in to support those. If you are listening tonight, text me, 701-290-7862. We've got Brother Jones listening tonight in Minneapolis, my good friend. We've got... um, We've got Sister Yvonne and Marin listening in Bowman tonight, and Tim listening in North Carolina. So far, those are the ones that have texted me. If you're listening, text me 701-290-7862. Occasionally, we get people that listen to us outside of the United States. Email me, robertsimons58 at gmail.com, and I'll try to get uh, get to you, too. Matthew chapter 7 and verses 13 and 14 is where I'm going. These are very... Familiar verses, Matthew seven thirteen and 14. These are Jesus' words. He said, Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there be which go in thereat. Because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. And we are going to talk about these scriptures tonight, and also play some good music. I didn't bring my guitar in the studio, but we'll be got a pretty good playlist tonight lined up if we get to all of it. You know, a lot of people lately around me are dying, and some of that's because I'm getting older. You know, I'm going to be 63 in August, and so I suppose my friends are getting older, and because of that, some of them are dying, plus other people are dying around me. Uh, there are sickness and other things, and, and it seems like more than ever in my life that I'm noticing that. And because... Because of this, it, it brings a question to me that that it's so important that we do what we need to do to get to heaven. Uh, do we want to just talk about God's ways for our lives? Or, or do we want to do God's way for our life? Or do we just want to do our own thing and leave God out of our life? In Matthew seven thirteen, Jesus, again, like he did so many times, goes against the grain. You know, your religion that teaches you that everybody's going to heaven is not the religion that Jesus was talking about in Matthew 7. I always tell people Dickinson's a great place to die in because everybody that dies in Dickinson goes to heaven, at least at their funerals, we're told that. And I'm being facetious here. But Jesus plainly said in our scripture that the majority of people are going the wrong way. And this contradicts our reasoning, it contradicts our our worldview. Um, Most people seem to not think about this or dismiss it because it doesn't seem right to them. Jesus said that that uh, there's a wide gate and a broad way that leads to destruction, and there are many people that are going that way and there's a straight gate and a narrow way which leads to life, and there are a few people that find it. And here again, this is not how I used to think. I, I assumed that pretty much everybody but Adolf Hitler, uh, Genghis Khan, and Joseph Stalin 
Other than that, pretty much everybody was going to heaven. I mean, that's kind of the way I believed it. And I would think most people kind of think that way. But Jesus um, Jesus didn't say that. And here again, uh, come to my come to church every Sunday morning at 10 o'clock. I do a basic Bible class. I'd love to have you in it because the whole class is built on this concept that we have to change our thinking when we come to Jesus. Proverbs 14, 12 says, There's a way which seems right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. And so the opposite of the scripture is there's a way, the way of life may not seem right to our natural way of thinking. And enough about that, but God wants to show us his ways. The psalmist said in Psalm 32 and 8, I will instruct thee and teach thee in the way which thou shalt go. I will guide thee with my eye. So God wants to show us his ways. He's very, very interested in that. But we've got to be willing to be taught God's ways. The psalmist said in Psalm 25 and 4 and 5, Show me thy ways, O Lord. Teach me thy paths. Lead me in thy truth. Teach me. The psalmist said, David said in Psalm 143 and 10, Teach me to do thy will. And so God wants us to know his way, but he's looking for people that are willing to learn. We need to be willing to be led in God's way. The psalmist said in Psalm 139, 23 and 24, Search me, O God, know my heart, try me, know my thoughts, and see if there be any wicked way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. And then Proverbs 3, 5, and 7, which is the verses that I quote every Sunday morning in our basic Bible class at 10 o'clock. Trust in the Lord with all thy heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. And then verse six or 7 says, Be not wise in thine own eyes. So God has a way, and he wants to show us his way, and people need to be willing to learn his way, and let me just add this, we need to teach our children God's way. Proverbs 22 and 6 says, Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old he will not depart from it. I've heard parents say, well, I was forced to go to church when I was young, and I'm not going to force my kids to go to church. I'm not going to do that. Do you know how dumb that sounds to me? I mean, like that, on a scale of dumb, that's like at the top. I mean, like, oh, so... Uh, you were made to brush your teeth when you were little, and now you're not going to make your kids brush your teeth, and all their teeth are going to fall out. You were made to uh, learn to use the toilet when you were little, but you're not going to make your kids learn to use the toilet, so they're going to wear diapers all their life. No, I mean, I mean, like, yeah, absolutely, I, yeah. I made my kids go to church. Now, they didn't know they were being made to go to church. They liked going to church because I liked going to church. We had fun going to church. All their friends were at church. But there is a... There is a uh, this concept out there where people, you know, you do know. Oh, I don't want to get sidetracked. I got so much here today. But do you know the greatest form of child neglect there is? <laughs> and I'm by the way, I'm against child neglect. But the greatest form of child neglect there could possibly be would be not to teach your kids how to go to heaven. That's the greatest form of child neglect there is, because if you teach them to be sports stars. Uh, academic heroes, uh, successful businessmen, if you teach them to be, you know, the president of the United States, and they died and went to hell, you would fail as a parent. 
you know, God really complimented Abraham in, in Genesis 18 and 19. He was talking to some angels, and God said, For I know him, I know Abraham. He will command his children and his household after him, and they shall keep the way of the Lord. The thing that Abraham had going for him that God liked is Abraham was going to teach his children how to serve God. Pretty interesting to me that this one man, Abraham, taught his descendants, the Jews, and they're still Jews today doing what their dad taught them. So anyway, that brings me to <laughs> to my to what I want to talk about, a gate and a way, a gate and a way. Text me tonight, 701-290-7862. Craig and Dean, Pastor Bob Simons, Tell It Like It Is radio show. Jesus said there's a straight gate and a narrow way. Only one way to come to God. And only one way to get to heaven. Wow, i got all kinds of people texting me. Let's see who is who is all. Let me, let me just give a shout out. We got, let's see, we got, uh, I mentioned some of you already. Brother Joe listening in Texarkana, Arkansas. You still like that girl up in Harvey, Brother Joe? We got Greg listening, Brother Johnson listening. He's always so nice to me. Tuned into the most relevant spot on the radio. He said he missed last week, first time in months. Did you have a doctor's note for missing? 
Uh, Doug Fuller, a guy that we've had on this, uh, giving his testimony on this program before, pray for revival in the McLean County Jail. The sheriff is allowing a cattle trough for a baptistry in the jail, and he's the chaplain there. Boy, that's neat. I didn't know that. Uh, We've got Anthony listening from Kansas. Good to have him. Don't know who you are, but I'm glad you're listening. We've got the Gingriches listening. I love you guys, too. You guys are great people. I like... like, uh, I like teasing Lisa when I'm preaching. I need to do that more often. Connie listening in Sherwood, Arkansas. Good to have Connie listening. Um, and she's um, first time on a live show. Yeah, you better take advantage of them. I'm getting really, I'm really lazy about downloading those podcasts. I got a whole bunch of them to download, and I just haven't done it. But thank you so much. If you're listening, um, text me tonight, 701-290-7862, the, the Topic on the program is a gate and a way. Jesus said there's a straight gate. There's a small gate to get to heaven. Now, Jesus is the way. He's the way. He said that in John 14 and 6. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. If you had known me, you'd have known my Father also, and from henceforth, henceforth you have known him and have seen him. That's pretty cool. I wish I could just comment on verse 7 tonight. I think I could spend the rest of the time talking about that. There's no other way to God but through Jesus. No other religion. Only one way. Does that does that kind of go against your grain? You're rubbing the cat the wrong way, Pastor Bob. Turn the cat around. <laughs> you know, I, I was in the county jail uh, many years ago preaching, and I was reading, I just read John fourteen six. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. And the guard got really mad, and there was, the room was full of people, and the guard raised his hand, or he didn't even raise his hand. He interrupted me and said, so you're saying all the other religions are wrong. You're saying the Hindus are wrong, the Muslims are wrong. The, the, uh, you're saying that the, uh, uh, you know, the, uh, he mentioned several other religions, that they're all wrong. And then he said, and you're saying that the Native American religion is wrong. And when he said that, the whole room got really tense because it was full of Native American guys. And while he was talking, I was smiling, pretending to act calm and cool. But in my mind, I was praying. I was like, God, everybody's mad at me. What am I going to say? He said, so you're saying all, all the other religions are wrong. Only Jesus is right. And when he got done talking, I smiled and I said, no, that's not what I'm saying. And everybody calmed down, and I paused. I said, actually, Jesus said <laughs> said that. I'm just telling you what he said. You know, I, I'm going to blame this part of the broadcast on Jesus. He's the one that said he's the only way to God. I believe him, but I didn't make this stuff up. Uh, don't call me exclusive, and, you know, don't call me narrow-minded. I'm just telling you what Jesus said. Jesus said he's the only way to God. That's it. Only one way to go to the Father, through Him. And so, there's no other way to God but through Jesus. There's no other religion, there's no other way. And and maybe I just had 25 people hang up on me right now. And I feel bad, I wished you'd hear me out. I wished you would have. But I'm telling you that I believe this with all my heart. Jesus said there's a narrow gate there's a narrow, narrow gate. You know, people say, oh, there's many roads to heaven, Pastor Bob. No, there's not. There's many roads to get to the gate. Like, we all came from different backgrounds. Let me say that again. I think it's pretty good. 
There's many roads to get to the gate, but you got to go in at the gate. It's the same gate. Doesn't matter if you were born Muslim, Satanist, or, or uh, like me. It doesn't make any difference. It doesn't matter if you were born going to a Acts two thirty eight church. It doesn't matter if you were born Baptist or if you were born um, on a, a desolate island in the middle of the Indian Ocean. It doesn't make any difference. There's only one gate, and it's a narrow gate. It's a straight gate. See, you know, this is a simple broadcast tonight. These are simple scriptures. Jesus said there's a straight gate and a narrow way. And this straight gate is through Jesus Christ. It's through his sacrifice on the cross. That's the gate. And the way we take advantage of what Jesus did for us on the cross, just because Jesus died for all the world's sins doesn't mean all the world's going to be saved. That's not the way this works. You know, it really isn't. I mean, uh, we were at that presentation on Saturday when this girl that did the CPR on my friend, and they offered her a scholarship for nursing to BSC. Well, just because you've been offered a scholarship doesn't mean you're going to become a nurse. There's something you got to do, too. How do you take advantage of the blood of Jesus Christ, the sacrifice on the cross, him going to the cross, the only man that never sinned, going on the cross to pay the penalty for us that have sinned. Well, the Bible tells us very clearly. If you read Acts chapter 2, you'll find out on the very first sermon of the very birthday of the Christian church, Peter had a big crowd of people around him, and he was talking to them about what Jesus did on the cross and why he went to the cross. And it was their sins that put him on the cross. And so, and then, while he was telling them that, in Acts chapter 2 and verse 37, they cried out to Peter and the rest of the apostles. They said, men and brethren, what shall we do? What should we do about this Jesus dying on a cross for us? What should we do about it was our sins that crucified Jesus. And Peter said unto them in Acts 2.38, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. This is what, this is the gate. This is the one way to get to God. You know, this, I'm telling you, this is the bare minimum requirement of a church you need to be going to. If you're not going to a church that preaches how to get the blood of Jesus applied to your life by repentance, that means confessing your sin to God, asking for forgiveness of your sins, being willing to turn away from those sins, changing your mind about those sins, like I don't want to do them anymore, that's repentance. Baptism in the name of Jesus means getting completely dunked under the water. That's what baptism means. Once you believe, once you've repented, that's why you can't baptize babies. That's why babies weren't baptized in the Bible. Because the prerequisite for getting baptized is you've got to believe and you've got to repent. Of course, babies can't believe and they can't repent because they just got a little mind full of gray matter that doesn't think about a lot of stuff. I've got some great grandbabies right now like that that I really like. I don't know what they're thinking about. 
They smile once in a while, but it could be gas. I don't know. But, but you know, and then after you're baptized in Jesus' name, the Bible says, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, just like they did on the day of Pentecost. That's the way you receive the Holy Ghost. They spoke in other tongues as the Spirit gave the utterance. This is the gate. This is a deal breaker. This, You know what? I've got people listening to this broadcast right now, I think, that don't go to churches that preach at least that. Why wouldn't you? You go to churches where they say, well, you know, take this class and you can be baptized or, or, um, you know, you know, if you, if you can, you know, confess you're a sinner, then you're saved or, or accept Jesus as your personal savior. And all those things are, can be fine. But that's not what Acts 2.38 says. That's not how you get the blood applied to your life. You repent, you're baptized in Jesus' name, and you receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. That's the, that's the way to get into God's church. Always been the way, always will be the way. Doesn't matter what man says, doesn't matter what Pope says, doesn't matter what uh, the executor of the Southern Baptists say, doesn't make any difference, whatever. Doesn't make any difference what Pastor Bob says. This straight gate is the same now as it was then. I'm preaching exactly the same gate that Peter preached on the day of Pentecost. I'm not changing it one iota. But it's not enough to be on the straight gate or to come in the straight gate. But you've got to go on the narrow way, too. Text me tonight. A lot of you are. I'm glad. At first, I thought, man, only three people listening. Well, now i got a bunch of them. 
song only one way to get to heaven that's what i'm preaching about tonight and there's only one gate there's only one way i love as a preacher i love verses that are my whole outline like matthew seven fourteen. straight is the gate narrow is the way if that's all i had in front of me i do have some notes but if that's all i have i'd have enough to talk about for a little while he said that it, this straight gate narrow way it, it leads to life it leads to heaven but there's going to be a few people, just a few people that find it. And I hope you're one of the few that finds it tonight. Thank you for all the texting. You can text me 701-290-7862. Good to have Sister Brett's listening tonight with us. Zach and Leah are listening with their kids tonight. Good to have them listening. Brother Griffith is tuned in. Uh, let's see who else did I miss here. Just I think I mentioned... Pretty much everybody else that I know that's listening, and it's good to have you. If you are listening, you know that this is also a local radio station that I broadcast on every Sunday night, the great twelve KDIX twelve thirty AM. Been in this station's been here, I think, since the days of Jesus or something like that. It's a it's a station that's really old, but they've got some good equipment in there. They do. Okay, so we've got this straight gate. There's only one way to get in, but once you get in, there's this narrow way. And so if you missed the first part of the program, that's really too bad because you can't get on the narrow way without going through the straight gate. That's why I say if the church you're going to doesn't at least preach Acts 2.38 salvation, you need to find a different church. I mean, many of you are loyal to your churches. I get it. I understand it. I admire it. But if they're not preaching this straight gate, uh, you need to find a church that does because you're going to be leading a lot of people down the wrong road. Because they entered in at the wrong gate. So there's a straight gate, and then there's a narrow way. Now, this straight gate is Acts 2.38, salvation. You know, it's the blood of Jesus, sacrifice of Calvary, taking advantage of it by repentance, baptism, water baptism in the name of Jesus, and receiving the gift of the Holy Spirit. But the way after we enter the gate is just as important as the gate. And this way is called the way of holiness. It's a narrow way, 
Isaiah 35 and 8 says that there's a highway shall be there and a way, and it shall be called the way of holiness. You see, I came to God through Acts 2.38 salvation. And I had a pastor, David Walters, that helped show me the way to get to heaven, to stay living for God. And it's the way of holiness. Repentance, water baptism in Jesus' name, receiving the Holy Ghost, and then walking on the highway of holiness, those working together will get you to heaven. And there isn't any of them any more or less important than each other. You know, this this idea that I'm going to obey Acts 2.38, but not tie into a local church or start walking in holiness, that's not, that's not a good idea. That's not scriptural. The Bible says in Acts chapter 2, after Acts chapter 2.38, it says they continued in the apostles' doctrine. You know, I mean, there's got to be some continuing here. Second Corinthians 6.17 says, Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord. Touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you, and will be a father unto you, and you shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. Chapter 17 and verse 1, he says, Having therefore these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of of God. We got to perfect holiness. There is a highway, the highway of holiness, and it is a narrow way. It doesn't say it's a hard way. The Bible says the way of sinners, that's hard. The way of the transgressors is hard. It doesn't say it's a hard way. It says it's a narrow way. Like you've got to pay attention to where you're going. You got to stay on it. It doesn't say it's hard. I used to preach that. You know, it's hard, hard way. It doesn't say it's hard. It says it's narrow. There's a big difference between hard and narrow. It's a narrow way. And there's only a few people that are going to find it. Are you one of them? Because if I can convince you of Acts chapter 2 and verse 38, salvation, that's a great start. But you've got to walk on the highway of holiness also. One of the things I love about this camp meeting I'm going to tomorrow is we always bring speakers in that, that strengthen and shore up our holiness teaching and preaching in our local churches. That's one of the fun things about um, the district leadership we have is that they're, that's important to them, that we bring in speakers that are going to preach about holiness and about separation and about walking with God and about how Christians ought to act and how they ought to look and how they ought to talk, what they ought to do with their money and what they should do with their entertainment. Why would we fight against the preaching or the practicing and perfecting of holiness in our lives? When we fight against that, we are fighting against our own good. Jeremiah 6.16 says, Thus saith the Lord, Stand ye in the ways and see... Ask for the old paths. Where is the good way? And walk therein, and you shall find rest for your souls. But they said, we will not walk therein. Why not? Why won't you? You know, I mean, <clears throat> this this uh, 
you know, uh, I just, as a pastor, people, I've got, we've got a great church. Don't, don't get me wrong. And it's, and it's a really good sized church and love, love the people. And I mean, there, there are ministers coming out of this church now that are being pastors in other places. And, and we're excited about that. And, uh, and that's, you know, you hate to see them go, but if that's the way they're going, it's pretty fun to see them go. Um, and, and so I'm not, I'm not belly aching here. I'm not. But I'm telling you as a pastor, I get tired of people that won't, they don't want to walk in the way of holiness. You know, they, they fight against holiness. Which is a really sad thing. I mean, it, it, as a pastor, it's just a sad, sad thing. I know, I know that the, um, you know, like, like, uh, as a pastor, I preach to people, hey, watch what you're watching for entertainment. Like, is there anything on TV that a Christian should watch? Anything? One of the best decisions my family ever made is when we came to God, I got rid of my television set. Haven't had one in my home for 40-some years. We don't do the Hollywood movie thing. In fact, we don't do the movie thing at all. Uh, We don't do the Christian movie thing or anything. Why? Because I don't even want to open that door in my home. Call me legalistic. Call me whatever you want. I don't care. It works. It's worked great for us. But why would you fight against that? Like, why would you fight against somebody telling you, quit putting all that junk in your head? Why would you fight against a preacher saying, let's stay away from this alcohol business, totally? Why would you fight against that? Every one of us knows somebody who was destroyed or their family was destroyed because of alcohol. Why do we want to have any part of that business? Why do we want to even drink occasionally? Or in moderation. Why? But you see, people fight against it. But it's a narrow way. Again, do we want to walk in God's way for our lives? Or do we just want to do our own thing? That's my question tonight. Oh, I got, I'm got. i out of breath. Let me just do something here quick. Text me tonight, 701-290-7862. The same thing over and over. I get tired, why don't you pray through? I get tired of the same thing over and over. I get tired, why don't you pray through? I get tired of the same thing over and over. I get tired, why don't you pray through? I get tired of the same thing over and over. I get tired, why don't you pray through? I get tired of the same thing over and over. I get tired, why don't you pray through? I get tired of the same thing over and over. I get tired, why don't you pray through? Did you get tired of him saying that? That's how a pastor feels sometimes. (laughs) I just get tired of the same things over and over. That song is called The Pastor's Lament. Good to have 
the Vallejos listening tonight, and uh, good to have them with with us. Isaiah, his three boys, his wife, and um, Brother Johnson is texting me, and don't have to apologize for telling the truth. Flesh is going to do what the flesh wants to do. That's true. It's true, but this is a narrow way. There's a there's a there's a straight gate and a narrow way. Both of these are important to staying saved, being saved. You know, this is um, this broadcast. You know, really, if I could, if it wouldn't become mundane or monotonous, I'd like to just preach this same message, the same scripture every Sunday night. I mean, are we truly interested in finding out which way God wants us to walk? Or are we just more interested in just doing what seems right to us and then justifying ourselves and gathering people around us who don't make us feel uncomfortable? If you're looking for a church that is full of good people that will love you, come and visit the New Life Pentecostal Church in Dickinson. If you're looking for a church that's going to make you feel comfortable, I'd have some other churches here in town that I could recommend. But it might not be our church. I didn't I don't want to just feel comfortable. I want to go to heaven. I don't know about you. Tell me. I mean just tell me how to go. Tell me, you know, come on, preacher. I want to be saved. Yeah, I already know Jesus loves me. Yeah, yeah, I know that. I, I already know all that stuff. I want to know how to be saved. If you if you know what? If you're a church that won't tell people that they're wrong. You're a church that doesn't love people. Let me say it again. If you're a pastor that won't are too afraid to tell people they're wrong, then you're a pastor that doesn't love people. If you're a pastor that's afraid to tell people about this narrow gate, this straight gate and this narrow way, then you don't love people. Because the greatest thing you can do for anybody is to show them the gate and show them the way. That's the greatest thing we can do. Now, we know it's their decision. We can't make them go. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it float on its back. Or, or how does that go? <laughs> so, you know what? Let me read First Peter 1, 14 through 16 out of the NLT. It says, so you must live as God's obedient children. Don't slip back into your old ways of living to satisfy your own desires. You didn't know any better then, but now you must be holy in everything you do, just as God who chose you is holy. For the scripture says, you must be holy because I am holy. You see, holiness is the way. You don't come into this Acts 2.38 gate and then just live any old way you want to afterwards. No, that's not the way you do it. That's why preachers sound grouchy sometimes. Maybe I sound grouchy tonight. I'm not grouchy. Maybe I just sound grouchy. But I'm not. I'm not grouchy. But I'm telling you that the way of holiness is a good way. It's the right way. It's the the way that leads to heaven. Now, the devil (coughs) has people convinced that the way of holiness is not fun and it's boring. The devil has people convinced that his his way is is more exciting and more fulfilling. But it's a lie. He's a liar. He's always been a liar. 
He's a great salesman. He's got a terrible product. But he sells it to people. I mean, look at methamphetamine. People can't wait to start trying it. And just look what it does to them. Methamphetamine, that's one of the devil's things. Alcohol is one of the devil's things. Pornography, that belongs to the devil. Yeah, that's his stuff. None of that stuff brings joy. None of it does. It's the way to holiness. And when you're walking on the way of holiness, no matter what hard times come against you, you know where you're going, so you have joy. There's an old French saying, and I can't say it in French, but it says this, I would rather be on my way to a, to a great banquet in my honor through a, the worst part of Paris than on my way to my own execution through the very best part of Paris. <laughs> I don't know how you say it in French, but I like it. In other words, it doesn't matter where you're at right now in life, but it's where you're going to end up that matters. See, if you gave me all the world's riches and all the world's gold and silver and and all the women and all the prestige and power, and I knew I was going to die and go to hell forever, I don't think I'd be a real happy person. So there's a straight gate and a narrow way. Zechariah seven eleven through thirteen. Oh, you know what? I don't want to get to that just yet. I still got just a minute here. Um, let me make some announcements here. We've got during this coming week. We are. This is the week. This is the eleventh of July today, twenty twenty one. This coming week, we have no midweek service in our beach church because of our church camp. No midweek church service in our Dickinson church at 501 Elks Drive, and no midweek church service in our Bowman church uh, on Thursday night. So there's no midweek services this week because of our church camp. There'll be no Friday morning Bible study at our church this Friday morning. Every Friday morning at 6 a.m., we have a men's Bible study, and it will not be meeting this Friday because of our church camp. So just put the word out, uh, let everybody know. If you show up for church Wednesday night, you're not getting in. It's locked up. We'll be back next Sunday, a week from today. I'll be back on the radio, Lord willing, next Sunday, too. Throughout the week, uh, you can email me, robertsimons58 at gmail.com. That's a good way to get a hold of me. Um, and so uh, just remember that, robertsimons58 at gmail.com. Um, you, can, you, know, you can still snail mail our church, New Life Pentecostal Church, 501 Elks Drive. Dickinson, North Dakota, don't send us an offering. Find a good Pentecostal church where you go live and give them your money. Uh, we're not on the radio to collect money. We're just not. Our church pays for the time on this. KDIX Radio is very generous to us about this. And so um, this is program's never been about money. It never will be about money. I just, that's, I'm not interested in that. And so tonight, um, the, the point of this program is that you've got to come in through the gate that Jesus set up. Jesus said you must be born again of the water and of the Spirit. And in Acts 2.38, Peter said, Repent, be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, water, Spirit. And then, once you're born again of the water and the Spirit, you need to get on the highway of holiness. That's how you go to heaven. 
That's pretty simple. If you forget anything I said, just look it up. Matthew seven fourteen. Straight gate, narrow way. One more verse. Zechariah seven eleven through thirteen. Are you still listening, Brother Zach? You listening to me tonight? Uh, he said he's setting up his um camper somewhere. Where are you guys camping at? Zechariah seven eleven says, But they refused to hearken and pulled away the shoulder and stopped their ears that they should not hear. Yea, they made their hearts as an adamant stone, lest they should hear the law and the words which the Lord of hosts had sent into his spirit by the former prophets. Therefore came a great wrath from the Lord of hosts. Now notice verse 13. Therefore it has come to pass that as he cried and they would not hear, so they cried and I would not hear, saith the Lord of hosts. Zechariah 7.13 is certainly one of the sadder scriptures in the entire Bible. Tonight, God is calling out to you. He's telling you that there's a straight gate, this apostolic Acts 2.38 plan of salvation. There's a narrow way of holiness, not hard, narrow. Careful. You know, look around where you're walking, pay attention to what you're doing. And God's telling us this. He's crying out. He's using me tonight one more time, one more voice in your life, crying out. Listen, listen up. But he said this, as he cried, as God cried, and they would not hear, there's coming a day so that he's they're going to cry and he won't hear. You know, this... this This is sad stuff. While we're alive, God is reaching for us. It's not too late. You haven't committed the unpardonable sin. You can come back to God no matter how messy it is. He he believes in lost causes, and so does his church. But if you wait too long, there'll come a day when you'll cry, and he won't hear. That's a sad, sad day. He said they refused to listen. They pulled away the shoulder. Think about that. I've seen rebellious children sometimes. Their parent will grab them by the shoulder and they'll jerk their shoulder away, jerk their arm away. My kids did that. They got a spanking. And it was well-deserved. I didn't want them to act that way. I I didn't beat my kids. But I spanked them when they needed one. It says they they stopped their ears. They plugged their ears. They wouldn't listen to him. They didn't want to hear what God had to say. They did, you don't want to hear about this narrow, straight gate, narrow way, do you? you know, I just want to go have a beer, Pastor Bob. Leave me alone. But I promise you there'll come a day where you'll cry. You'll cry out to God, and he won't hear. You say, Really? Yeah, that's an eternity. While there's life, there's hope. But once we're dead, old backslidden Solomon said, the way the tree falleth, that's the way it lies. It falls to the north, south, east, or west. There it is. And the way you die, that's the way you'll be. Once somebody's dead, doesn't do any good to pray for them. You can't pray them out of hell. 
You can't pray them into heaven. We have this little window, this little dash between the dates on the tombstone. That's all we got. And none of us know. I, I rode my motorcycle here to, to the radio station tonight. Yes, my mom's listening. She hates those things. Yes, they are dangerous. Yes, I could die on the way home. Absolutely. I want to make sure I'm right with God. Do you want to be right with God? Get Walk on this. Get Go through this narrow straight gate. Get on this narrow way of holiness. Lord Jesus, tonight as we close this broadcast, on this very serious note, God, I, I know that this same plan of salvation and the same way of holiness is what you've required and asked of your people down through the ages. And I pray, Lord, that somehow it'll get through people's thick skulls tonight. Just break through the religious tradition. God, help them to see that I'm not talking about babies being baptized or wearing crosses around the neck, but we're talking about repentance and being dunked under the water in the name of Jesus and receiving your spirit, speaking with tongues as the evidence, and then walking in holiness in the way we look and dress and and uh, the way we conduct ourselves, our honesty, our love for others, our interpersonal relationships. Lord, tonight I just pray in the name of Jesus. Well, ended up kind of serious tonight. Thank you for listening. Last week I heard that uh, Holy Ghost Radio messed up our broadcast and they were bleeding through another program, so I don't even know if you could hear it. But I'm so glad that you're listening tonight. And um, Brother Duran's a great guy. He's going to fix that. He apologized to me. I appreciate that. going to end with a Bill Farron song. He's got a great CD out and uh, just great stuff. I, I want to talk him into putting this on Spotify or something where everybody can listen to it, but so far I don't think he will. But this is my favorite cut from that song. God bless you tonight and good night. Our food. We'll hear the words, thou good and faithful servant. And-
Tickets sold on eBay when we fly. Jesus is coming back. He's coming back real soon. Don't know just when it could be morning, night, or noon. Jesus is coming back as a thief in the night. Before he does, my friend, you better make things right. Above the clouds, we live on high. Sickness, no more tears, we'll never have to die. The mystery of godliness is shown. The glory of the Father to us, He's been made known. Forever we will praise Jesus throughout eternity. Selah, well, that's what it means to me. That's what it means to me. That's what it means to me. Well, that's what it means to me. Even so completely, Lord Jesus. 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 You better make things right We just might leave tonight You better get rid of your sin Allow the Holy Ghost to come in You better make things right Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The preceding program was brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio.